Welcome to the Come Up Top of Your Game. Today episode, we'll be talking about mental health awareness. The reason it is Mental Health Awareness Month, which is the month of May. Mental Health Awareness, the National Month of Awareness and Action, has been recognized since 1949 as mental health actives and practitioners across the country work to spread the word that mental health is something everyone should care about. On today's show, I have Kristen May with me, and Kristen is a mindfulness meditation coach. I have TJ Sharp on the phone with me, and TJ is an artist. And I have Tyree McNeil, and Mr. Tyree McNeil is a physical ed coach. And we thank you guys for joining me on today's show. And please feel free to make sure you share everything that you would like our young people to know about mental health awareness. So today, the reason I'm talking about this is because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And we know that not only young people deal with this, but everyone deals with this, especially since COVID. Mm -hmm. COVID has really changed a lot because we have more people that has problems. And because of that time frame where we are all locked in in our home, or I guess I could say we were shut down, the whole country was shut down. We had to deal with a lot of different things. Some of us had to deal with how to learn how to stay at home and work from home. Others had to deal with their spouse and just a lot was going on. So today, Kristen, I thank you for joining me. I know you're an expert in meditation and mindfulness. I'm always learning. Always learning. That's always good. So we want to talk about how do you guys, what do you guys, um, we could take one, you know, I would like everybody to make a response. So we'll just do it one at a time. Um, So what do you guys feel the importance of mental health is in your life? May I start it off? Yes, please. All right. So this is Tyree, everybody. Um, The importance of mental health in my life, I feel like it's, a tremendous importance. It's like one of the biggest things that I feel is important. Uh, With mental health, I feel like it can get you where you want to be with the proper mental health or, you know, having coaches for, for me personally, my coach, I would consider would be my auntie. And with me training everything, I feel like my auntie Kristen helps me a lot with learning how to calm myself down and handle myself in certain situations. And she's taught me something that's been real big that I try and share with everyone. Like your thoughts are always there. Mm -hmm. And if you're not taught how to consciously control them and not let them overwhelm you, then I feel like it's easy for you to go downhill mentally. And when you start to go downhill mentally, like we said, it's super important. So that can drag on a a ton of other things that cause you to start seeing yourself, um, decline in progression versus increasing or getting to where it is that you need to get. Uh, that's that's one of the biggest reasons as to why I feel it's important to me. Okay. Um, TJ, would you like to add anything to that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when I think about mental health, the word that comes to mind for me is balance. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately it's about balance. Um, yes. Is, you know, it can become 
you know, our mental space can get very negative, especially in hard times. And that kind of shrouds everything else, like just as Tyree was saying. And then there's also something to be said about um, being overly positive as well. Like they call it toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where you're, you're, so into focusing on the positive that you're ignoring your valid feelings that may not be so comfortable to navigate. And I think both things are equally important. Um, You can't have sunshine without night, you know, so both need to be acknowledged um, through my own growth and maturity with my mental health I've learned that emotions are signals. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not to to be to feel upset, to feel angry, to feel happy, to feel jealous, to feel any of those things are completely normal and natural, but the marker of whether or not your response is mature is based on how you channel said emotions. Mm-hmm. And we have to have the maturity to take the step further and think, okay, why is that the reaction I'm feeling in whatever circumstance? And then, you know, do whatever you feel that you need to do. And I think it's it's um it's also important to understand that everyone's mental health does not look the same. Yes. And so what works for me may not work for the next person as far as, you know, just understanding what my boundaries are, understanding what I need to do in order for me to operate at my most optimal level. Because if I'm not able to know that, then I can't be of service to the people around me. Okay. Very true. Very true. Thank you, TJ, for sharing that. And Ms. Kristen? Yes. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) <laughs> they are so good I know they are I'm so proud I know, right? wow <laughs> <laughs> well we yeah. still yeah we still want your, you know, yeah, your yeah. opinion oh my goodness I mean so much of what they were both saying is that's very very true um, yeah it's really about our relationship we have with our feelings and our emotions and for me it's really it's transformed because i was a person who really tried to focus on only the positive and tried to suppress the negative and that was not a healthy thing to maintain so now it's more like making friends with those uncomfortable feelings and really what un- like uncomfortable anything that makes you feel uneasy and um, these things are they have a purpose and it's usually like to to protect you in some way and just um acknowledging that the way our minds work there there's things that have happened in the past that your brain will try to figure out different outcomes based on that information whether it's true or not so it could be things that you might have thought about that never really happened or things that actually happen and then all of a sudden you have all this anxiety and all these different feelings that come up So when we really take that time to pause and to really feel into what we're feeling and ask those questions of why am I feeling this way and kind of really um, take time to process what's coming up and you can normally get to the truth of it. Like, okay, okay, 
like I understand, you know, why I feel a little anxious around this, maybe because of this that had happened in the past or some other things that I have thought about before, but I, I know moving forward that this is going to be the best thing for me, even though I'm feeling this way. So it's not like running away whenever you have these uncomfortable feelings, but you have to pause, assess them, really see what is happening and, and make a conscious decision to step forward and, um, and befriend those uncomfortable feelings. So there is definitely about like, there's a lot of balance that happens and, um, because of the world we live in that is so bombarded with distractions, it can be really difficult to take that time to pause. And that's the thing with the, the pandemic kind of forced us. I know um, in the intro, uh, Carmen, you had said that, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of problems arose. And I think that these problems were always here. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and yeah. With the pandemic, it forced us to stop and slow down. Yes. And all of a sudden, you notice those problems because you didn't have all the distractions that you had before. That's true. And and it's like, now you have to figure out ways to manage it. And we never were taught these ways. Like So I always tell people to have a lot of grace, bring a lot of compassion for yourself because we weren't taught how to do these things. Yes, that's and true. And it's not too late. I'm, I'm constantly, you know, working and learning on myself. And that's how I take that and I... I I try to help people along the way and share it through my experience um, with my coaching. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you. So the next question, guys, is when you are going through a moment in your life that might feel like a depression, like a depressed, you know, you're feeling depressed. How are some of the things, what are some self-practice that you use mm. to bring yourself out of that moment? What are some things that you do? Who wants to go first? I have to think about it. <laughs> I can go first. Well, okay. Ms. Kristen. Okay. Ah, yes. Um, in the fall of 2020, I was diagnosed with severe depression. And I was actually relieved when I got the diagnosis because I was feeling, there was a whole lot of things I felt really off about. Because um, I'm normally a person who really cares deeply about people and things that are happening. And when I felt numbness and like a hopelessness, I was like, oh, something, something's not right. And talked to my therapist about it and she was able to diagnose me. But fast forward, um, when these, these feelings arise, that's the thing about depression. It's like, it's not, you're cured and then it's done. It's like, oh, never, these, yeah, never, these feelings, never. they can arise. <laughs> and I've noticed when they arise, I, I can feel these um these different feelings that come up and I can notice the like how I feel in my body when I'm I'm feeling um overwhelmed or I can feel myself kind of uh yeah just like not feeling my greatest and the thing is I don't push I don't try to force myself out of it um there are I can there's a way to skillfully acknowledge that it's there and it's happening but also letting people know around you what's going on. So it's not you by yourself trying to get through this whole thing because yeah, our support system is very important. And that's another thing I've been asking people when they, when I talk to someone, I ask them about their sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, do you have a community? Do you have some type of support system? And my community is international <laughs> because it's, I mean, the pandemic and everything, I've been able to meet people virtually and, connect with so many people and of course my family so um yeah lean on those supports and 
some of the tools that you can use with depression or when you're when those feelings are coming through is yeah you can go out into nature it's so helpful like going out and walking and being around trees and whatever type of scenery that can that you can kind of surround yourself in it's really nice of course connecting with people laughter is huge um sometimes i'll intentionally pick like look for something that i know that will make me laugh and watch it just to to get those um those happy hormones kind of generating a little Mm -hmm. bit yeah and um there are intentional distractions i've really been enjoying coloring yes that is so good (laughs) that is just like a meditation thing yeah yes Yeah, and then there's also different mindfulness practices, and um, and I can talk about all that, some other things. But uh, don't run away from those emotions; they're going to be mm-hmm. there. Sometimes it's better to just acknowledge it. Like, wow, I'm really, really like feeling very hopeless in this moment, but I know that this feeling will change as though you know, even though the feeling is so intense. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, and it's all like she said. It's always good to have a support system, even if it's just a close friend. Just yeah. someone that you can talk to because you it's amazing when you sit at home and just hold everything inside, that doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. Now you could either go out and do some exercise, get the mind going, you know, do the little meditation. But I'm telling you, it's so amazing if you talk to someone, even as a stranger, you can talk to a therapist and just express yourself. You feel so much better after talking to someone. It might not solve the problem then, but you just knowing that you have someone repeatedly that you could pick up the phone and call and talk to is always good when you have a situation like that. Um, TJ or Tyree, you got anything else to add to that? Uh, if Tony, you wanted to go first because I remember what I'm going to say. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, definitely a sense of ritual helps me. So um, if I know I'm stressed out or feeling a depressive episode or something like that, room needs to be clean. (laughs) (laughs) The room needs to be clean. We need to clean the room. We need to clean Bob's room, kitchen. All of it (laughs) got to be clean. Because like when my space starts to feel cluttered and everything, it just exacerbates the stress. Like it just brings it to another level so um and then uh i also self-diagnose but it, i, I th- i'm i'm hyper aware of myself so i'm pretty sure i'm know what i'm talking about but i <laughs> um realized that i have adhd <laughs> not too long ago um <laughs> And I never <laughs> looked at myself as a person that has ADHD um, okay. just because I've always um, done really well in school and everything. And whenever we heard what ADHD was, especially growing up when there was not, it wasn't as much of a mainstream conversation as it is now. Um, I always separated myself from that because the issues that, people with ADHD, air quotes, had, I wasn't having. Um, And then now that I'm older and I'm learning more about it, I'm learning that, okay, well, you don't have this issue of, like, 
not getting work done or whatever in in school because you had like you're hyper focusing, which is a symptom of ADHD. So not to give a whole ADHD lesson, but I bring that up to say that with ADHD, taking things in um, steps and completing smaller tasks help you to relieve the stress that can come from prolonging the task and everything. So um, having that, like I said, cleaning the room and stuff like that, having that sense of completion brings relief. Um, so I think that's why I tend to do that. Um, I like to kind of romanticize my life as I'm doing it, light candles, I'm in the shower, we're playing music, like, I'm, I need it to be a whole Zen movie moment. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you know, we out. just got to do whatever makes us feel good. So that yeah. makes you feel good. So. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Um, walk around with my robe on and or no clothes at all. I need to just rewild myself, you know. <laughs> And you know what? The important thing is you're loving yourself. Yes. I mean, if we all spend at least five minutes a day just loving ourselves, I think, you know, that's a part of the thing. We would be yeah. better. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to love yourself. When you look in the mirror, you got to say, I love me, mm -hmm. yes. you know, before you walk out. Because I'm telling you, when you walk out that door, you're faced with a lot of challenge. Mm -hmm. So that is amazing, TJ. I mean, yeah. It's, it's a real good thing that you're doing. And what you said about having friends is definitely key because, um, you know, as I'm cleaning and stuff like that, I'm on FaceTime and I'm confiding with my friends, um, you know, things that that I'm dealing with or, you know, that and then you have different friends for different things and different yes. family members for different things. Yes. Um, because what you would confide in one person, you may not confide in the next. So yes, just true. having that network is very important, too. So like you said, you don't feel like you're dealing with everything by yourself. Yes, that is very true. Um, I was told when I was growing up, you have like five group of friends, you know. So, yes, you have different friends for different things. You have friends that you party out with. You have friends that you can tell anything to and they will never tell the world. So, yeah, it's different people that you can talk to. Mm -hmm. um, Tyree, do you have anything to add? Yeah, Santi. So they did hit they hit some really, really, really good points. Uh, I just want to piggyback off real quick what you all were just saying about um, just loving yourself. I feel like that's one of the biggest things in the mental game nowadays that's kind of um, causing this generation to yeah. feel like they don't have anybody. I feel like we rely too much on our electronics. And that's actually something that I've been working on trying to stay away from just because it helps me mentally. Um, I don't need to see what everyone is doing on social media because what people are mostly going to post are the good things that are happening to them. They're not posting everything raw and uncut, the good, bad, ugly. They only want to show you what's good. So when you continuously see that, especially when you're having mental issues of your own, it kind of, you know, drags you down deeper in that hole because you start comparing yourself and putting yourself in a position that you don't necessarily need to be. Yes, that is so true, Tyree. Right. It's so, so true. Me personally, um, with me loving working out, I try and do things and I really like that Auntie Kristen just taught me this mindfulness practice, uh, the walking meditation, because I, I do things like walking or I try and find some physical exercise and activity that I can do to relieve some of the stress. 
And then just like TJ was just saying, you know, I got to clean up. Um, <laughs> reason being, I found this out, I want to say a year or two ago when I started going to therapy at school before I graduated. Like, whatever is going on upstairs in my mind sometimes uh -huh. is like a replication of what's what I'm looking at in front of me. So yeah. if I see a huge clutter in my room, like right now, my okay. room is junky because I just got back from out of town. I yes. got to get it cleaned up so that I can clear up my headspace. Once I have it cleaned up, I feel like that helps. Uh, you could kind of call it a placebo effect if you want to, but I just feel like it's something that's a necessity to me because I'm such a big neat freak. If I don't have like my personal space or things that I'm around most of the time clean or in a certain certain way that I like it, it kind of uh, disrupts my headspace. So that's something that I, I notice I do a lot. Physical yes. activity of exercising of some sort, walking or always trying to clean. Yes. And that is so true. If your surrounding is not what you normally like to have around you, it, your life is disrupted because, mm. you know, you wake up and everything and that kind of affects you. So I agree with you guys. Yeah, but sometimes, Auntie, I do feel like, you know, you have to be put in those um, mentally uncomfortable situations and not saying like something extremely traumatic or anything, but just in those mental situations to where you have to stress yourself out a little bit, like positive stress, yes. some good stress so that you can grow, you know? Yes, yes. Um, It's okay to, you know what, Tyree, that is so funny you said that. I just wrote a little... um poem or no I'm sorry a newsletter it wasn't a poem and it said the same thing you know it was just saying, talking about I think the recipe was self-confident mm -hmm. and a little anxiety is a part of that because you just being anxious that kind of helped push you over the edge for you to feel that confident you know yeah. or whatever you have to you know complete on that day or whatever mm -hmm. goal you have set in mind right. to achieve like so, a yeah. confidence Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, this, oh my God, this is really, oh my God. I'm so, I'm just so excited. This is really good. Um, so some, tell me, um, you know, I just want you guys, you guys are younger. I mean, you, Kristen and TJ. And so I just want you guys to, ex Tyree, I mean, I'm sorry, Tyree, TJ and Kristen are the younger generation. And so I would just like for you guys to share I know it's difficult in the work world. So mm -hmm. how are some things that you can suggest that our young people can do or what are some things that young people can do to help them? I'm not asking you to be their therapist, but just some suggestion on what maybe they can do in their work life or their everyday life that can probably help them to get through their day. Um, I say if you're somebody who has a similar personality to me, like you like trying to be the best at what you do. I would say write out what your goals are for the day. Kind of give yourself um, some tasks that you want to try and complete for the day. But you have to consciously think, if I don't complete these tasks, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm not going to hit myself across the head and say, oh, because I didn't get every task complete, I'm a failure. No, what you're going to tell yourself is you're going to celebrate things that you did, that you did complete out of that task list that you made. And then the things that you didn't complete, you're going to make sure that you tell yourself. So setting out a routine and following it 
And then finding some small internal motivation. If you feel like you want to find it intrinsically, do that. But find some little small piece of motivation and don't feel sad for yourself. Because feeling bad for yourself isn't going to get you where you want to be. It's just going to hold you back. True, true, true. Agree. Um, TJ, you have anything to add to that? Um, you. So you mean just like word of advice, just in general? Word for... of it, word of advice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's just you know talking, just word of advice, things that you've seen work in your life. Would you like yeah. to share that? Um, the as we all heard, you know, birds of a feather flock together. Yes. And so um, if we're talking about how important that network is, yes. um, then you definitely have to review your circle and make sure that where you want to be or, you know, where you're striving to be is reflected in the people that you have around you that you're constantly on the phone with or, you know, that you're constantly spending time with um, because good friends hold you accountable. You know, yes. good friends will make sure you went to the gym like you said you would. Good friends will, you know, make sure you're um, developing your craft, whatever your craft is. Um, all of those things, though, those those people help you stay on track. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you just have friends just because, you know, you just have fun with them. is And not to say that you can't have fun, but... Um, if, if you're serious about what you want out of life, then you just have to be diligent about who you surround yourself with. Um, and I think it's important for us to also remember that we are always in the point of learning and the point of discovery who you were two years ago, last night, five, 10 years ago is not going to be the same. Um, and once you stop growing, you stop, once you stop learning, you stop growing. And once you stop growing, you stop living. So, um, speaking, that is so true. Yeah. So (laughs) I think it's important to, you know, just always understand that you're learning yourself and, um, what other people do doesn't necessarily have to be what you do. Yes. Okay, Chris. Kristen, did you want to add to that? And then I have one last question. That's the finale question. Oh <laughs> I'm like basking in the awesomeness of <laughs> my nephews. Yes, they are. Oh my God. They are just really, yeah, you guys are great. Yeah. I, love, I love interacting with youth because when I hear how like grounded and level-headed they are, I'm just like, yes, the world is going to continue on. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be all right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, who? Hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> from experience, uh, you don't have to do what society deems is ex- like what society is expecting of you. Like you have other options, <laughs> and that's what I I want to say. Um, and there. It's, it's, it's very important to make sure you do surround your yourself with with people who have your best interest and people that you can grow with 
and I used to be very, very um, attached to maintaining friendships, even when they have pretty much met their, like, uh, the whole, like, you know, sometimes friends are for a season thing. I was like, no, yes. I must have my friends, and I would <laughs> hold on to them, but no, now I'm, I'm much more relaxed about it, and um, yeah, as I continue to grow and, and keep learning, I have noticed different people enter my life, and t- different people um, start to fall uh, fall off, and it's okay, because like, I love everyone, and they're always welcome to interact with me at some other point, but um, just understanding that the support of your community is um, is paramount in your own success, and you define what your success means, mm-hmm. um, not not what society states. Not, yes. Yeah. So there is a balance. Like I, I have to acknowledge, I do have to pay taxes and <laughs> I can't just, like, go off and do all these other things I want to do. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm experimenting with new possibilities of how my life can be that aren't with the norm. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, is- honestly, like you, you remind like when I think about what I was saying about you don't have to be, you know, the same person essentially as you get older. Like you definitely reaffirmed that belief. Mm-hmm. Just seeing like with your career choice, both of you with your career choices, how you know. I've grown up always seeing my auntie as the engineer, seeing my auntie as, you know, and then you were like, no, I want to travel. I want to do yoga. I want to. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) do that. Yes. (laughs) And you know what? I I am so proud of Kristen. And Mm -hmm. my reason for saying that is because I've been married to a corporation for 31 years. Mm. And I'm telling you, it is it's it was a devoted marriage and i find that i didn't get anything out of it wow and i'm telling you now that i look at kristen i am so glad that she made a change now yeah. and so you know that's why that's why you know when you look at it you mentally when you get to a point in your life you either burned out or it's just time for a change and you get to that t and you like okay should i go right or left so I am so proud of Kristen that she decided to take the, you know, a different turn in her life. Yes. And, you know, I always tell young people, if you're not on the right path, get off of it before you put 30 years into a company. And then you realize that it's not where you really wanted to end up. Yeah. So, you know, just make sure you love what you're doing and enjoy what you're doing. And just remember, at the end of the day, you're not doing it to please anyone you're doing it to please yourself and that is the most important thing in life is the outcome of what's going to happen to you yeah with all that go ahead sorry go ahead (laughs) i was just saying um especially nowadays that's just really really key for um our generation and and you know even younger than us just because we are growing up in a time with everything that is happening we're watching things that we once thought were stable and will always be crumble mm-hmm. right in front of us yes you know i i was brought up thinking you go to college you go that's that's your get out of jail free card like you you are set if you go to college and yes. then while i'm there i'm like, oh my God, this is not true. People are still <laughs> broke. <laughs> yeah. Are still, you know, like, and you do all of all of the things 
like auntie said earlier that society is telling you to do and just for you to see that you know it doesn't work and you don't want to be 30 40 50 years in the hole and you're like dang I could have did this and yeah. I just never did it yeah. you know so I think um that's part of the reason why the younger generation may have a reputation for being um, short-minded or whatever. And I think case by case, there are some instances where that critique makes sense. But I think the more positive side of that characteristic is that our generation is very like, if this is not working for me, you will not see me in attendance. And <laughs> I love that about us. Yeah, and that is true. I noticed that about the younger generation. Yeah. So so my last question to close this out is to ask you guys, what support would you want from your family with your mental health, if um, not situation, but with your mental health awareness? Mm. Um, I think for me, it's just always important to feel like you're being heard. Okay. Um, I I feel like you know, some of the things that, like, you hear when you're younger, like, you're too young to be stressed, or, you know, just those, those certain, like, adages that we grew up hearing, mm -hmm. it's not true. It's okay. not true. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, a lot of times, no, I'm not, I'm not too young to be stressed. You know, back then, now reflecting, I could say, I'm not too young to be stressed. I'm too young to understand the totality of what that stress is doing to me, yes. you know? And um, I think it's cool the time that we're growing up in now because now we have language for a lot of the um, things that seem, you know, just not really definable because it's intangible things mm -hmm. such as like, you know, what we're talking about, um, whether it's ADHD, whether it's clinical depression, whether, mm -hmm. you know, all of those things. Um, and um now that we have language it, it allows us to have more specific conversations so um I think for me um just being able to you know feel like I'm being heard feeling like it's a it's a judge-free space where I can express what's bothering me or what I think is going on with me or whatever um that's always helpful because then it it builds trust and it lets me know that um, it's a, a judgment-free zone. Okay. Okay. Um, Tyree, did yes, you want to add anything? Yeah. Just adding to that was, I was piggybacking off Tony and agreeing with what he was saying that I just would like to have um, someone I could be vulnerable with and very open with, but I'd also like someone who has had a similar, if not the same experience because we can touch on a much more personal basis and discuss like how is your mindset now versus how your mindset was then. And that's just something that auntie Kristen showed me. Like when mm -hmm. you're going through things, you want to think about how is it or what was it that led up to whatever the outcome was. And if you would have changed X, Y, and Z, how could that have changed something? Or if you could have had a different headspace, you know, how could that have changed many things that has gone on, but, that would be um, mostly what I would say. Okay. Well, you know what, Tyree? I am so proud and happy that you and Kristen are able to, you know, meet at that head level where you mm -hmm. guys can talk and stuff. And Thank you. 
Miss Kristen, you have the floor. What was the question again? The question is, yeah. <laughs> it was something about family. I say, how would you? Uh, I know she get caught up into this, but no, I was saying, what is it that you would like from your family as far as a mental health awareness? Yeah. Um, well. Uh, yeah, well, learning about learning more about what it means to have a good mental hygiene. Um, there are things that we can do to help with that and how we associate with our emotions i would love for um i would love more hugs and <laughs> i would i would also like um our family is very well everyone is very opinionated and sometimes you want someone to just listen to what it is that you're saying yep. and then if i ask for advice then give it mm -hmm. <laughs> rather than telling me <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, sometimes it's just, I just want to talk. I don't, I don't want to try to fix something. And I'm guilty of that too, with my engineering mindset. And I remember telling myself, Kristen, we will fix processes, not people. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, kind of hard to fix the people, but the like, process you yeah, can I fix. Like, I like we're, we're good. It's just, yeah, just, um being able to listen and a lot what they were saying too i agree with um holding vulnerable space and that's the thing our family like wanting i want us to explore and learn together what it means to be vulnerable and hold each other mm -hmm. hold each other emotionally and physically i like hugs i would like to say thanks to my family for joining me on today's episode mental health awareness but before I let you go, I would just like to share my recipe for self-confidence. When I think about what builds my confidence, I think about a recipe that can make a delicious meal that is fulfilling to me. Well, I would like to share this recipe with all my professional workers, college students, and those of us who are not working, who are struggling with self-esteem issues and stress in our personal life as well as our working life. What's needed in this recipe is as followed. One cup of anxiety. I know what you're thinking, anxiety really? Anxiety keeps us on our toes. Anxiety is a good thing in small doses or short period because it gives you energy and it deepens your emotional tone when communicating with an audience or someone that you have met that is new in your life. If this is not how you identify with anxiety, think of this as an opportunity to explore a perspective shift. Two cups of certainty. Two cups of certainty means no doubting, no second guessing to yourself while speaking in front of a person or a group of people. Certainty is a risk that you are willing to take in your life, your career, as well as your relationship. You are worth it. Two cups of safety. Relax your mind, be playful, will give you more time to be expressive and more thoughtful. Safety is a state of mind and can be cultivated and used when you are nervous and speaking in front of 
your peers or delivering an important message to a large group of professional people. One cup of gratitude. Yes, gratitude keeps you humble and prepare you to show appreciation and return a kindness to your listeners. Gratitudes also bring you happiness, positivity, and good health, and the need of building a stronger relationship. Thank you for listening to The Come Up, where we help to take you to the top of your game.